right. Well, hey, welcome back to the Anchored Family Ministry Podcast. I am Paul Allen, and I am one of three dedicated staff members here today with Jake and Daniel joining me. We're excited to be talking to you today and continuing the conversation on helping to raise disciples at home, which isn't just in your house. It's all Mm -hmm. around. Um, Some of you are probably teachers or you interact with young folks or middle-aged folks or older folks, and Mm -hmm. we're all trying to seek how we can make disciples as we go here and there. It covers all sorts of topics. Today, we will be tackling the issue of respect, the importance of helping instill respect or raise kids who are respectful. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be coming at that from a few different angles in just a minute, but I know we're going to take a minute to see how we're all doing, dealing with some sickness. You might recognize Daniel's voice is a little different. Yeah, this is Daniel here. Hey, it's not too bad. Not too bad. Here's one way you get respect is you try to sound like Sam Elliott from Roadhouse, right? Oh, you get a you got a deeper voice, yeah. boy. That instantly that stops people in their tracks. Fun fact, Sam Elliott lives close to Bend, Oregon, uh-huh. where I used to live. Daniel is currently putting a hot mug on his throat. It's nice. But anyways, and he would often come into the sportsman's warehouse where I work. <laughs> oh, cool. Wow. Never met him. There was a reverence, right? And oh, yeah. Idiot. Just for his mustache alone, right? Oh, yeah. And his voice is like so deep. Yeah. It's funny how random famous people show up at places. I understand most people listening to this podcast are probably in the Fayetteville area. Maybe yeah. it's a little more distant. But if you're not familiar with Fayetteville, we have a like movie studio that moved into our backyard years ago. And so mm-hmm. we've had to get kind of used to that of seeing like some famous people around. I think it also yeah. ramps up the famous people look alike kind of people. One time we were at Nick and Norm's, the burger place that yeah. uh, Walking Dead guy started. There was a guy who looked just like the character Negan, I think is his name. I took a picture of him because like people were taking pictures with him and I sent it to my family. I'm like, I think this is his Negan. They're like, no, that's not Negan. He looks close <laughs> to Negan. Right? Close. <laughs> he dressed up just like him. And so I pulled up like a picture on Google and then him like let's look at back it looks like Negan but it's not Negan <laughs> currently I'm not sick I'm kind of getting over it I know that both Paul and Daniel have had their bouts yeah it's a lot of that going around January been rainy cold yeah alright so we've updated everybody we don't have Jennifer with us today obviously so we need to move on into the topic yeah this hit me just because of how important it is when it comes to raising your kids and building disciples, that this element of respect comes in. Respect, as we were talking a little bit ago, we realize it is a way of serving others. It's a way of being Christ-like mm-hmm. on the bigger level of the theology of it. We're instructed to put others ahead of ourselves and think more highly of others than we do ourselves mm-hmm. and to be like Christ in that manner, that he humbled himself for everyone. That's beautiful. That's a concept. We understand. But when it comes to kids and two-year-olds and four-year-olds and 15-year-olds, how do we help build respect? So let's talk about growing up ourselves. What were some of the things that stand out to you, moments where you learned how important respect is? I was thinking about this earlier, watching my dad interact with certain people, seeing him listen to other people, and just watching him do that kind of helped me formulate, I guess, in a way, how I should act and how I should treat others. But also, like, I remember my mom saying, the teacher, like, you need to respect her and you need to listen to what they're saying. 
And so give your teacher respect. Oftentimes, you know, certain parents would always side with their child. My parents were not like that. Right. They probably mm-hmm. sided with the teacher to a fault. <laughs> I promise I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Things like that kind of yeah. helped me, you know, just, I guess, my parents being kind of sober-minded about who's at fault here, teacher or child. I guess the concept of respect may seem kind of old school, but it's totally not. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to prove how important respect is. And I, I, a lot of times go to the job interview situation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way I talk to my kids a lot about respect as they were getting older in their early teen years of how important it is. Because I was like, you're going to have job interviews soon. And if, you know, I promise you, <laughs> you won't get hired if you're yeah. disrespectful, right? If you have an attitude, if you don't show some consideration and carry yourself in a manner that shows that you respect the people you're talking to, whether it's looking them in the eye or at least being able to converse with them, yes sir, no sir, those sort of things, tucking your shirt in if that's the right environment. So in other words, that all sounds old-fashioned. I get it, but it's not old-fashioned because it still is the conditions for our society and it always will be. The people that are going to pay you to work for them are going to be looking for the best. Mm-hmm. And if you show that you're disrespectful, you're not going to get hired. And so, you know, it might be fashionable to like side with our kids and be kind mm-hmm. of helicopter parents or whatever we've talked about in the past and be mm-hmm. like protecting them. Dude, it's not protecting them. It's hurting them. And so modeling what respect looks like, as you mentioned, your dad doing that for you. And mm-hmm. then your mom saying, uh-uh, we're going to respect these people. It's almost like the trend now is it's more popular and teach your children not to respect anybody. That is actually weaker. Yeah. Because someone that's able to respect another person who doesn't, I mean, by any means really deserve to be respected and, and hasn't shown that they're the type of person that deserves to be respected, which on that, and Daniel mentioned it earlier, because everyone's created in the image of God, they have inherent value. Mm-hmm. So you could make a good case saying that everyone deserves respect just oh, yeah. because they're a person. But you can choose to respect someone regardless of what they've done or, or who they are or their age. Yeah. Their station in life. Yeah. Probably most of our listeners don't fall into that category. They're probably more so saying, hey, I want to teach my kids respect. I'm mm-hmm. working hard on that. Mm-hmm. And hey, I'm tuning into this episode to see if I can get some pointers. So we got folks probably listening who are on board with this. It's unfortunate for our society that Mm -hmm. we're going that direction. Mm -hmm. But if you teach your kids respect, they're going to stand out. As a real quick example, I mean, I know I stand out there and greet kids every morning when they come into school here. And they're all friendly. I mean, most of them might be having a bad day. And so you get a grumpy kid every now and then. But most of them know how to at least say hi or wave. But there's some kids where I'm like, wow, Mm. you know, the kid comes in. How are you doing? Yeah. You have a good day too. I'm like, man. And mm-hmm. it's like, a, you know, this kid's like three foot tall. I'm like, wow, that kid's going to go some places, right? I had plenty of teachers that helped me to determine what respect was, like more in high school. Yeah. I was just thinking of my dad growing up. He gave respect to people, even strangers. Like if somebody knocked on the door, he'd speak with them. If it was Jehovah's Witness, he'd be like, hey, come on in. We're going to sit down, talk about the Bible. But even at church, as a young kid, we went to church and he was a Sunday school teacher. And I could also tell he was well-respected among that community as somebody who was dependable. So it was neat seeing people speak to my dad with that kind of respect. And he gave the same. I don't 
remember a specific conversation about respect, mm-hmm. but I saw it modeled. And so therefore, it was swimming around in my brain. Yeah, my parents would point out when other kids wouldn't respect authority and say, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, that's not good. And I could kind of tell by middle school, especially eighth grade, you know, like when there was a disrespectful student who just wouldn't pay attention to the teacher. So that's another thing. Paying attention when you're in school, I think helps teach respect simply by saying, hey, like pay attention when your teacher is talking, you're not talking. Yeah. A very quick story. And then I want to ask Paul a question and then maybe we can jump into the practical things. It's very quick. It was about my dad because you're talking about uh, they would point out times when people were disrespecting him. And I can't remember a moment that any of my friends ever disrespected my dad. Yeah. And he was not a very tall guy. You know, I don't think he was intimidating, but whatever. He was my dad. But I remember this one time, these kids wanted to beat up my brother, my older brother. Uh-huh. And they were kind of in a gang. He invited them all into the house and, and sat them all in the living room and was very respectful with them, very cordial. You know? mm-hmm. And at no point did anyone step out of line. Like they were outside in our front yard yelling for my brother to get outside. I love that story. And at the end of it, he said, all right, we had a great respectful conversation, but I just want you to know if you want to come and get my son, you're going to have to go through me first. And I'm telling you, there's not enough of you guys right now. And there was like 15 people in our living room (laughs) and I believed him, man. That's just the crazy thing. I think there's like a healthy amount of fear. There is healthy fear and reverence and awe and respect. Even when I was, 30 years old and my dad made a joke about being in the CIA or something like that. And I couldn't, I I just can't explain it all together. I I didn't know how seriously to take him, but there was even then like, I think I could take my dad in a fight, but I was like, nah, actually he would take me. And he was like 60 at that point. Anyways, I can't fully put my finger on it. I had a question for Paul and I know we need to get some practical information to parents and it's how do you deal with children, especially younger children, but it could be children on up through teenage and adulthood who are disrespecting you, but they don't fully understand that they are disrespecting you by either not obeying a command or just, you know, giving you a sassy lip and stuff like that. Like, how do you not get crazy, but instead just have an understanding of, okay, this is a child right now and they do not have the full understanding of respect. So how do I teach that? How do I correct them here in a way that they'll actually get it to the point instead of just cracking the whip? It's a great question. And I would say it's really difficult, fine line that yeah. a lot of parents struggle with and fail. Uh, I remember failing a lot of times, getting upset, losing my temper because yeah. they disrespected me, but they didn't even know they did it. And so yeah. it's a learned skill that parents get better at as you love your kid and work together as a team, hopefully. But I think teaching at the appropriate time mm. what yeah. they can handle, uh, talking, showing examples. I mean, if they didn't know, that's one thing. You know, that's mm-hmm. you can you're much more gentle when you realize they didn't know. But a lot of times, usually they know, and you see mm-hmm. a little maliciousness starting where they're like, mm-hmm. "I think respect has a lot to do with care for the things and people around you." And so, I think of possessions. A lot of times, I remember us saying a lot to the kids, "You're going to respect our house or whatever." You know, you're going to respect yeah. this couch, and we'd have to explain yeah. to them at the right age why this is important that you're careful with this stuff and respect it because if, you know, X, Y, Z happens and it breaks, you're not getting another one. So take care of this thing. Respect, 
you know, the, your possessions. And so that was one way we dealt with respect was teaching them at a young age to take care of their stuff and to have respect for the things that other people owned. And in our world, it was our house, you know. And then, you know, as I got older and did show some pushback, we would jump on that quick ourselves. That's just something we would do because it would only get worse the older they got. Do you have an example? Uh, could you say you would jump on it real quick? Does that mean a punishment or a talking to? I'm sure it was different for different yeah, times. Definitely. Both different for each kid yeah. because they, but it would be punishment pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Taking something away. Taking something away. Yeah. Or sit down and talk. We would talk a lot. And especially as I got a little older, eight, nine, 10 and beyond, it would be talks, you know, where I would a lot of times take my son out and talk to him about the way he just talked to his mom mm -hmm. and it would drive him crazy. But now he gets it. Years have gone by, but now he gets it and really appreciates that we had those talks because it's helping him in other relationships where you want to show respect, but it's difficult or with work and other things mm -hmm. like that. So yeah, a lot of talks. Mm -hmm. so, good, good, good. And trying to make analogies and thinking far enough ahead to say, here's why you, the tone you use matters. You know, and oh, re yeah. relate it to work, relate it to friends, relate it to responsibilities and opportunities if you want to be a leader. And that's where, again, guys like Andy Andrews and his podcast, I listen to a lot of his stuff where he would talk to his kids about, hey, what do you want in life? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and really dream with them. That's a great way to teach your kids, I think, is dream a big dream with them mm -hmm. and, and get detail. What kind of car do you want to drive? You know, what kind of house do you want to have? Uh, what kind of job do you want? How many kids? You know, what kind of dog? You know, what kind yeah. of hobby? Really get into detail and then back it up from there and say, well, how are you going to pay for that? All right. How much and, is that going to cost? Yeah. How are you going to get that job and back it all the way up to where, hey, the way you just talked to your mom, that's going to affect whether or not you get that dream. Kind of like playing it out. Roll the tape forward. You know, yeah. like, well, where is this going to lead? Yeah. That's a big part of respect. Yeah. Yeah. I was met with some swift punishment too. <laughs> Times I've disrespected. Um, yeah. And just, you know, mouthy or... I like what you said about respect has a lot to do with caring about somebody, you know. Uh, you look at Jesus and how he cared about people. And even people that didn't respect him, you know. He put a lot of thought into his responses and like cared about where they were at. Even the Pharisees, he pointed out your whitewashed tombs, you know. Like he wasn't insulting them. He was pointing out the truth about them in a stern way that they would hear. Right. Yeah, they, they might not like it and probably hurt, but like, that's what they needed, you know? Hmm. Well, I was thinking, because Exodus 20, it's got the whole part of the Ten Commandments, right? Honor your father and mother, hmm. and it comes with a blessing, right? So you'll live a long yeah. life, fulfill, mm -hmm. prosper, First whatever. commandment with a blessing, yeah. Yeah. You can't just say that to a toddler, right? <laughs> yeah. There certainly were times growing up where I said or did a thing, and I got swift action. But it was warranted. And, you know, looking back on it, me and Jake even had a conversation about it yesterday. I valued that I was punished, that I was held accountable for my actions. Mm -hmm. And it was justice. It was yeah. proper. It was right to be punished. So um, what else? It's almost not necessarily, I mean, yeah, you model respect, but also when you see disrespect, addressing it and addressing it quickly. Mm-hmm. That's within the family union where you have that responsibility to do it and that authority to do it. Mm -hmm. I did have one other question, and I was just thinking about how to deal with disrespect 
and this isn't from a parent's point of view, how would you teach Jaden? I'm dealing with this person who continues to disrespect me, but they're not, it's not like it's their kid. How do you deal with disrespect? And I don't know the answer to that. If it's a person in authority, well, you still have to maintain that respect you have for them or I don't know, right off. If it's a friend, maybe have a conversation. I don't know. I had a pastor often preach, Lord, help us to live with our personality quirks. And I think sometimes certain personalities, they come off as a bit more disrespectful and less careful about your feelings or less careful about what you want. And so I think there's a degree of understanding that has to go into that. But also there are some people who are unaware that they're being disrespectful, even as adults. And it's hard as a younger person to address that, but maybe it's merited at some point. But then also, I don't like saying that, but like if you've tried to like talk to them, you've tried a lot to kind of reconcile and they just continually disrespect, at a certain point, you might have to withdraw from being around them. God could allow that, you know, in your life for a season and uh, learning to humble yourself under God's mighty hand and he'll exalt you in due time. You know, mm, you may be disrespected. Mm-hmm. We see that in Christ. We're very extremely disrespected and did not open his mouth to defend himself. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. other times he would speak truth. And so it's funny because what I was thinking earlier was for our kids, we want their ultimate goal to be to respect God. Obey God, you know, and to have this Mm -hmm. intimate relationship. And I think if that's what the fear of the Lord is, I mean, Mm -hmm. the the fear of the Lord is this awe and respect, so much respect that you have so much care and concern Mm -hmm. to obey and not to disrespect God. So we want our kids to have this fear of God as they grow older so that they learn his principles and they can Mm -hmm. handle it if they are disrespected Mm -hmm. and teach their own kids, you know, this life of respecting others, but it goes that far, you know, teaching them when they're young, the value of respect with the goal that they will fear the Lord. Absolutely. And it's not a fear-based living, but it's understanding. Just like we say, hey, fear the road Mm -hmm. by saying, don't go out in the street. Mm -hmm. You'll get hit by a car. We're not going to let you. And we put the fear of the road in them that way. But as they turn 16, all of a sudden, there's a new thing. We want them to learn the fear of the road as they're driving and have a great respect for the danger that could happen out there. So as they get older, we want to teach them respect at different levels. They're kind of launching on their own where they learn God's yeah. teaching them all along, but then God really becomes this teacher of... Mm-hmm. Really becomes father. Yes. In those moments. Yeah. Mm. And at first, it might be like a fear that is kind of, maybe, I don't even want to say paralyzing, but maybe the fear is a lot more. But then what is it, after discipline has trained you or like after the fear has trained you, I certainly fear walking out on the road. And I certainly am aware that I could get my car and drive home and get in a wreck and it could be very serious. But when we first start driving, you got two hands, 10 and two, you know, your tents. And then maybe when you get out of the car, I remember one time going through traffic when I was driving when I was 16 in Houston, my whole body was tense after I got out because I was just so tensed up that, oh, I'm going to get a wreck or something. But now, like going through traffic with the proper driving techniques and proper respect and fear of what could happen. Gained responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Great topic. Point out roadkill to your kids. That's how they'll learn to respect the road. See, you see that deer? That could be you. 
I'm glad we get to cover it. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Absolutely. Find out what it means to me. Yeah. Jake, will you wrap us up? Well, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in to our Anchored Family Ministry podcast. It is a delight to be able to serve you guys through this avenue, you know, trying to help you guys navigate what it looks like to build disciples at home. And of course, today we talked about respect and how that's close to how God teaches us and respecting God. Uh, yeah, we just uh, pray that you are encouraged. And I, I've been often praying, I know it's a longer wrap up than usual, but I've been praying and leaving people with Colossians 1, I think it's 11 and 12, but you know, Paul prays that they would be strengthened, that they would have endurance and patience in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So that's, that's our prayer for you guys today. If you want to reach out to us by phone, 678-653-2360 and also email as well at anchored at harpscrossing.com. But again, thank you for joining us. And uh, as always, stay anchored. Deep Forecast Productions.